0: Hey everyone, it's Jack here and welcome back to episode number 101 of the TNC podcast. This is a Chris Reeve takeover this week. Uh, We're delighted to be able to welcome Declan Rudd to the TNC podcast. And first of all, thank you so much for last week's support on episode number 100 with Onel Hernandez. I think we've just reached a thousand likes on that episode. So yeah, thank you so much for that. Uh, We're also delighted to be able to announce that The Athletic, are now on board with the TNC podcast. I'm sure you all know about The Athletic. Uh, It's the only place I read my footballing fix now. Uh, The wonderful Michael Bailey is the Norwich City correspondent over there. It's ad-free and they get all the best exclusives throughout world football. So it's definitely worth a look. They've also just launched a brand new Norwich City podcast called On The Ball, hosted by Michael Bailey, with regular uh, appearances from Ben Mouncer, the former Um, media man at the club and also NCFC numbers as well as our favourite Mr Stuart Hodge Uh, it's a really wonderful listen links to that will be down in the description but why not head over there and give On The Ball a listen after this week's episode of the TNC podcast and if you want a little Christmas present for yourself treat yourself you've been good this year uh, then why not sign up to The Athletic Uh, you can get 50% off and a 7 day free trial to see if you like it at theathletic.co.uk forward slash Talk Norwich City. It's dead cheap. It's brilliant over there. Uh, And it'd be really nice to support Michael Bailey because he's a good friend of TNC. So thank you to The Athletic and thank you to all of you guys for supporting. Uh, Without further ado, let's get straight into episode number 101 of the TNC podcast with the wonderful Declan Rudd.
1: Welcome back to the next episode of the Talk Norwich City podcast. You'll already notice that I've got rid of Jack and I've brought in my super sub for this episode. It's Preston North End, number one and former Norwich City player, Declan Rudd. Hello, Declan, hey. how are you
2: doing? I'm good, mate. Yourself?
1: you good? I'm incredible. I'm incredible. I'm, incredible. I'm so pleased I've got rid of Jack for you. You're much more handsome, that's well, for I'm sure. I'm used to
2: being a sub, so. To...
1: <laughs> Early doors, Right, Declan? First of all, you're back, you're back in Norwich. Are you coming back a lot or not?
2: Uh Come back when I can. Obviously, all all my family are here. Um, most of our, well, pretty much all of our friends are down yeah. here. So um, international breaks is pretty much the only time we can come back. So um, we get back when we can, but obviously it's a five hour journey each way. So yeah. it's, uh, with with two kids under the age of four in the back, ain't ain't the most fun drive. But um,
1: especially on the A forty seven. Yeah, you're
2: not wrong. And man. the A eleven. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, nice. No, we get back when we can. The weather's a lot better down here. So, yeah, so, um, yeah. Nice to come back and it not be raining for a change. And
1: things at Preston at the moment absolutely
2: flying. Good to see it. You're enjoying your time there, aren't you? Yeah, it's good. It's I mean, playing games in a successful team doesn't really sort of get much better. Um, it's it's going a lot better than um, I think we thought it would. Um, we knew we was we was going to be be good this season but i don't think we, we realized how good it was going to start um but the championship a lot can happen um so 30 30 odd games to go it's, it can be it can be a complete change um very quickly so it's the old cliche of uh every game as it comes sort of thing very true um, very true but yeah no it um he's it going well it's, it's I'm, I'm really enjoying playing week in week out and um just sort of getting that run of games in, and I mean, I'm I'm nearly 30 now, so it's 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 about time I sort of got some appearances. Just gonna say you're getting on a bit now, aren't you? Yeah, for for a footballer, I'm sort of <laughs> I can see that scrap heap coming at the end, but um, but now it's 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 gone so fast. I mean, obviously chatting before about um, when when I was here and stuff before we obviously started this, it was um, it seems like it was only yesterday, but um, it was long time I I was going
1: to say that Deck. obviously you're you're on the, the and very much a Norwich City podcast do you do you still feel a bit aggrieved about your time at Norwich do you feel like there was still something that you could have given do you think it's the right time to go I think
2: I was I was one of them people that wanted to be sort of like a one club player um obviously joined the academy at the age of eight um had a, had a season ticket in the upper river end as it was called did you night yeah, right top row right in the middle um so i used to go there with my dad and my granddad every week Class. every home game um and it was something that i'd always sort of dreamed of doing obviously playing for your for your boyhood club and um to be part of the academy and everything was just obviously special for me but um it was a it was a it was a tough decision and it wasn't one that um i took lightly and mm. it was um possibly people have said maybe you should have done it a little bit earlier to to get some games yeah um i don't know if i just, to be honest i wanted to break the mold of being young Declan rudd at norwich city um i think that can always be a little bit of a um a thing with when you come through and you've been there all your life i think even when you get to 26 27 you're still young Declan Rudd and I think yeah um going to an, another club and signing as the number one I think it just sort of it changes the perception mm. of you a little bit mm. and you're not not that sort of fresh young start, yeah. kid anymore yeah um obviously I was still very young but um it was just trying to shake that that off really mm. um and I'll probably there's probably a few things that I'd probably like to have gone differently but um Sometimes within football, a lot of stuff isn't in your hands and that's that's the problem. It's the opinion of one person sometimes. So.
1: Well, we will get onto that, that's for sure. Let, let's go right back to the beginning on that note of, of young Declan Rudd, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. I know that you hate being called that, but we'll do it. <laughs> young young Declan Rudd. Keep it going. Like let's that. go back. So first of all, you're saying that you, you sat in the Upper River End. <laughs> yeah. What, what what season was that? Was that, that must have been pre, was that Worthington? Early Worthington, yeah, before Worthington? Yeah, it was
2: Worthington, yeah. Um, it was because that was when I
1: started, so I don't yeah. know what went wrong for me. But yeah. obviously, you know,
2: <laughs> uh, I um I was at the um the player final in Cardiff as well. Traveled up to that. Nice, um, you and Roberts' classic. Yeah. Um. Obviously, lost in pens. Yeah. But uh, we won't go there. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I I remember remember it all. I, I remember the days when uh um when Delia was was on the pitch at halftime and stuff like that. Yeah. I was in the crowd for all that. I, um i've seen seen everything really i yeah. remember when it was the south stand and it was the old south stand yeah i remember sort of um when they were building like it yeah, yeah 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 and they had all like the the old sort of garages and warehouses behind it and stuff like that so those um, were the days yeah yeah, the days. yeah proper football um but yeah i i think i saw favorite chant by the way as a kid, what did you what
1: what what was the the best chance for you belting out? Did you go to away games as well, or just do no? Home I games? never got a
2: chance to go to away games. Oh, okay. um, well, I was training on a Saturday morning, yeah. obviously with the academy, so um, I could get get to home games, but I could never really get to away games. Um, for it's, obviously everyone loves on the ball, don't they? So, yeah, classic. Um, I think that's that's the one every kid likes. And to be fair, I remember sitting on the on the castle mound when um when it was the promotion. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. When we won the league, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, what a day that was. Yeah, a sea of yellow and green. Yeah, it was it was good and I never thought sort of ten years on I'd be part of yeah. part of them.
1: It must um, have been really weird as a Yeah, I think weird is the right word. It must have been weird being a fan and then making that switch to a player. I mean I, I remember I'm gonna throw him under the bus a bit here. I remember going to a few games with Angus Gunn as a kid and and Angus had a similar thing to you in the sense of he used to go to the games Mm -hmm. and he was very much a fan and then he became a player and I think that possibly affected him actually I don't think it affected him too much but I remember there was a game when when he came back to Norwich a few couple of seasons ago um, and it was Ipswich at home and you could see the fact that because he was such a Norwich fan he was nervous do you think that ever played
2: a part for you were you ever nervous because it was your team I think it the older I got the more it played a part I think really yeah um so younger it didn't no I was fearless when I was younger and it was just sort of it was like nothing to worry about wow when I made my debut and that um obviously away at Gillingham um uh, it just you just sort of I don't know it's a strange strange way to to explain it I never even even felt one bit of nervousness going into games um
1: so the nerves came very
2: much later on in the year. yeah um i think when when i got obviously in the team in the in the prem it was um a bit of a different scenario and it was sort of um you, your career is then starting to take shape and it and you've got more than just your football to worry about. And mm. um, it was, it was, um, I wish I could go back and do it again because i now playing probably another 150 games since then. Yeah. Um, I would be able to deal with it in a completely different way. Yeah. Um, the occasion of playing in the Premier League is one thing, but in the Premier League for your for your boyhood team is a completely different thing and um obviously your all your family members are going to work on a monday and if it don't go well they're getting it from believe me from we are everyone um so it uh it, it is it is tough mm. it is tough and like i said if i could have what i have now in my in sort of um what i know and go back and do it yeah. all again it would it would probably be completely
1: different. So, so when you're, we talk about the, the pressures and strains of, of being at the top, but let's drag it right back to the beginning again. Let's go back to the academy stage. Mm-hmm. You, you obviously come in eight years old. Mm-hmm.
2: Is it true that you were scouted as a striker, by the way? Yeah. What was all that about? Well, I played for Bresingham, who was my local team. Yeah. Um, I must have only played a handful of games. And then um got sort of scouted and went to to the trials um you're banging them in for fun and for pressing them yeah it was like yeah it was i, I thought oh, this is easy this um <laughs> went, went to the trials and um come up obviously against the best in the region and um i just didn't have what it what it took um got told that I'll, the old you're not fast enough um right Right, and, and all that and luckily enough i then went for a second trial and our team only had four players we didn't have a goalkeeper right okay so we um so they just so they literally just stuck you in by chance by luck so you play sort of a few games each of us had to take it in turns going in goal yeah um i went in goal and afterwards uh um i think it was it was at the time colin watts was the yes yeah. the head of the the scouting and uh, Paul Tong was the, was the academy goalkeeping coach and they sort of come over and spoke to me and my dad after and was like, how do you fancy trying it in goal? And I was like...
1: Did you want to?
2: Well, you know what it's like as a kid. You Everyone loves throwing themselves around in goal, but everyone wants to be scoring them, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And my dad was like, what do you want to do? He's, he never said, like, he never made a... Like answered any questions for me sure you always left it up to me and that's I said, good I just said yeah I'll, I'll have a go um, so I went back and got in as a goalkeeper I
1: love that I love the fact that you literally just took, your, char- you, you took your, your your turn in goal yeah and now you're playing for Preston North End number one yeah it's very much a
2: do you believe that there's luck in football oh 100% 100% it's all about timing all about luck mm. who's watching when um, you could have the best game of your life and not one scout yeah, yeah um and then the scout comes towards you the next week and you have you have a stinker and you never never you make never get it that chance yeah, yeah. um but it's sort it, it's not always based on one one performance at yeah that age yeah. but obviously they're watching so many kids and so many sort of hmm. um but saying that if we had a goalkeeper in my team on that on that given day in that trial sure. I, I wouldn't have been probably sat here now wow. so. what do
1: you reckon you would have done if you weren't a footballer I don't know I've any never, idea do you know,
2: do you know what I have get asked this a lot dear I've never once even thought about anything else to be honest so, okay um, I think at that age you don't think about what you're going to be when you're older or whatever my, my uncle was in the army and I always used to think that was quite cool so that yeah, might not yeah. been an option but oh, nice Um, from ev- f- all through school it was teachers all the time mm. saying you need to you need to wake up it's not going to happen it's a dream. Wow really? It's, yeah it, I've got it in my school reports from teachers saying it needs to Oh um, well, you need to get them out Deck. Yeah, we need, to, we need to throw them under the yeah, bus that's for sure like you need to uh, need to wake up and and um,
1: it's, because it's very risky mate I was going to say it's very very risky because if you look at players coming through the ranks these days mm. education is a massive part of it plan B yeah. is a massive part of it if you look at how, for example, Jamal Lewis and Max Aarons have broken to the Norwich team, started quite late.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, very much athletics. Mm-hmm. Then they come in as footballers. Um but, but you were there since eight years old mm. and you, by the sounds of things, you're very blinker to the fact I'm I i want to be a pro footballer. Yeah. So when you're going through the academy, there must that must was it a roller coaster ride or did were you always was it always, look, this kid's special, this guy's going to make it? I mean, because eight years old is young to yeah. be joining an academy, right? Yeah.
2: No, I, I was literally a hair's breadth away from getting released at, I think, at the age of 10 or 11. Really? Yeah. Um, so what was said at that time? Do you remember? I just remember them saying that um, I'm just not not cut out for it. Um, wow. I could hardly kick the ball out of my box. Like, Seriously? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was obviously... You're still growing. You still yeah, still yeah. Um, and wow! It was it was that close that they were like, I f- they must have flipped a coin on it because it it was like
0: oh one of them. And
2: God. then, to be honest, after that, I sort of just, I think you sort of you get told something like that, and that's it. You just sort of think, right, well, I need to.
1: So, so that was almost the motivation. It was that adversity of the fact that, like, you're not good enough, deck. Yeah. But, but but as a, as a ten or eleven year old. I mean, how'd you possibly deal with that? Or was it your old man was it your old man that was like, nah na nah, he is gonna make it? No, he
2: he's always been completely the opposite. He's never okay. pushed anything. Yeah. Um none of my family ever pushed any anything. If I didn't want to play football I'd
1: So that it was purely mean, you on your own that said, na nah, nah,
2: I am good enough. Yeah, yeah, and I wow. think I just, just just stuck at it because I think I think that's I've obviously gone through quite a bit sort of um, with different managers and, and stuff like that, and yeah, we we'll got to that. Built, yeah, <laughs> I think I sort of built it up from then. Okay. Um, I think it's sometimes good to get told that because it 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 makes you think it's not always yeah. Plain. But after that, I it was plain sailing for mm. years, and it was it was there was never sort mm. of any any sort of like bad patches. If you yeah, mean. it just it just, and I was I was lucky because, um. To have it at that age, I probably got a little bit more leeway because they were probably like, right, well, it's still developing, ah, it's still getting okay, yeah. young. Wasn't as cutthroat. If it would have happened at 15, 16, it'd have been it. Yeah. Um, so it probably came at the right time.
1: Cause it's brutal, isn't it? And and I think you're right in saying, Deck, that there was there was so many moments in your career that that, you know, you were looking at and I I remember even as a fan going, when's Deck gonna get his chance? When? and there'll be people watching, listening to this, that are going. Yeah, I remember that. You know, I think you were at the club for,
2: was it 15 years? Yeah. Um, well, uh, Pro signed... contract
1: came 2008, didn't it? Yeah.
2: Yeah. When I was 17.
1: And how many times were you knocked down? Yeah. Uh, like, I lost count. I yeah. genuinely lost count. I think, and, and I'm not just saying because I'm in front of you now, I think it's a it's a credit to you, it's a credit to your family. I, I think it's incredible that you've actually made it mm. with all the respect. I really do because I think that, you know, I think literally every single manager you played under, and I mean, I've, I've got it here. You know, spot the trend. So, you made your debut in 2009, Gillingham, Fraser Forster got sent off. Yeah. You made your first championship appearance against Barnsley in 2010 because John Ruddy got injured. You then made your first appearance in prim- in the Premier League because John Ruddy got sent off at Chelsea. 34 appearances in nine years I've got here. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think you got a fair crack of the whip. I'm going to be honest with you.
2: Did, did you feel like that? I, I didn't, but... I just, being a Norwich fan, being at the club, it, I I was probably stupid in, being ha- in happy being there, if that makes sense. So almost the fact that you were a fan affected you? I think so, yeah, because it, was, <clears throat> it wasn't it was purely uh, a job, if that mm, makes sense. Because yeah. a footballer is a job at the end of the day, and it's no different to anyone else, going into the office, going to do the um tarmac in the roads going anywhere yeah um it's a job that you get employed by a company you go in and you do you do, you work and you do your job and for me it was more of a a pleasure to be there yes yeah. and um do you think you sat back too much yeah yeah i don't think um but i was i was young and i had no experience absolutely yeah i had no experience so i had no I couldn't go into the manager and knock on his door and say I was gonna say, yeah. Um, why not get him a chance? He'd say, Well, you haven't played any football. I don't I don't know if I can trust you. You've played one or two mm. times for me, mm. but can like if I'm to put you in, can you can you do it for me? And um I had nothing to back me up with me going to a manager saying mm. that I wanna Did you want to did you want to get loan moves earlier than you did? No. Nah.
1: No, no, and this is this is exactly what I'm thinking, Deck, because I feel like the moment that it's certainly the prem, right? And I remember it vividly. John Ruddy gets sent off against Chelsea. Mm-hmm. You had that run of games that was like Chelsea, Man you Arsenal, like like literally the best teams in the country. Mm. And I remember we didn't do too well in those games, mm. but you made some incredible saves, some brilliant performances, some valiant performances. And I remember Norwich fans going, "We are back Deck. We're with Deck. We get Deck." And I wouldn't say this to John Ruddy's face, but I thought, actually, you know what? Why not Why not mm. kick John out for a bit? Mm. Put some pressure on him. Let's start young Deck Rudd because actually he's absolutely good enough to do it. Mm. I think that at that point in the prem, I, I feel like that was the moment for you to say, nah, I need to have a loan move. Yeah. But because you're a fan, you're saying you were just happy to just chip in where you can.
2: Yeah, I think um tough thing was how... John was performing incredibly. Um, it was around the time, obviously, he was getting England linked. Yeah. And, um, he'd obviously just got the club promoted and had a great season. I remember at the beginning of that season in the Championship, um, when he first came in, um, John will probably tell you after about four or five games, um, he made a few mistakes. And I remember after one game, Paul Lambert saying, one more and he's, he's in basically and, and to John yeah to John wow and um after that John had an absolute like that was the kick up the asked yeah, needed, <laughs> and it, I think that that's that sort of shows John's character that it, it just kicked him on, yeah. and um he went and had a had an unbelievable season we ended up obviously going up so um I think that that come into play a little bit when with John going out of the team and then me coming in and when John was back available it was it was, I think, looking back, probably the only, the only, the right thing to do mm-hmm. because um, he'd done so well and not let the club mm-hmm. down. Just for getting sent off, I think it would have been a massive thing to do not to put him back yeah. in because of what he'd done. Do you think um, John was a bit of a role model for you in, in a yeah, sense? Because
1: definitely. I mean, I, I mean, I see countless videos of you online training with John you, you must have had such a good relationship with him
2: yeah we worked together for for years yeah um and the fact that John took a completely different path in football than to what I did yeah I think helped me yeah um, it, I think he had about three thousand loans before we, before <laughs> well, we, we said that didn't it. we yeah. before we came on yeah um and I obviously didn't have a loan move till I was 21 yeah 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 Um, so it was it was um, completely different paths and um, to see John come in and and sort of do what he done Mm. made me think well if you get your chance and you take it then Mm. it's 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 just up from there
1: but do you think John do you do you think that John became too much of a mate to you because was there ever, ever a point that you felt like you wanted to dethrone him for for, for that number one spot? No.
2: And wow. I, I think I think the the point of me being at my boyer club and being very close to John. Yeah. Um. Probably I didn't give me that sort of hunger of like. Wow. I'm going to get him out of the team. Nice. Um, Do you think that's important though in that goalkeeping position that
1: bit of competitive edge where. Actually, it could be either. I think so. I think it
2: is, but um, I, it wasn't like that. Mm. And um, I think that probably helped John with his performances because he had my full support, and it was he probably felt if there was someone there that every day was trying to affect his training or um, trying to sort of uh, make it as hard for him as possible. Yeah. Um, I think that
1: that's interesting. See, see, I would think the opposite. Mm. I would think that surely, if you think, actually, I've got a blooming brilliant keeper here,
2: yeah,
1: that uh, number two or even number three that could dethrone me any time. I mean, you look at Norwich's current keepers that we've got. We've got yeah. three international goalies: mm. we've got Tim Krull, Ralph Farman, you know, um, Michael McGovern. Yeah. Uh, you know, those are all quality goalkeepers that could take each other's place any time. Mm. And I think that actually, maybe I. I I actually kind of wish that I wish that you'd kicked John up the yeah. arse more, mate. Yeah, I do. No, I, probably, I
2: probably should have. <laughs> Brilliant
1: goalie, not taking yeah. it away from him. Yeah. I mean, I, and I vividly remember, vividly remember your game against Everton mm-hmm. when you turned into the dis de hair, yeah. mate. You were everywhere. Yeah. Saves left, save right, everywhere. Brilliant. And at that point, I find that I find the concept of you just having that incredible game and then being arse like, oh, right. John's back in. Mm. Did it never annoy you?
2: Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah, um, but I mean, when I the one thing with me was I played in the in the promotion season in League One. I think eleven games, nearly. Yeah. Um, because Fraser, I think, got sent off three times. That was you and Fraser, yeah. Yeah, and um, and then in the in the championship season, I played one game um, against Barnsley, and I think if I remember rightly, we lost one nil. Um, and then John come in and played the rest of the season, mm. um, and it 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 always was a thing of I always felt like I was there to step in if the other one yeah. wasn't. Um, but I think it it also was because I never had that taste of being that number one goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. And I think that.
1: But when does that taste come? Does that taste come with consistency? And is that why I you didn't have
2: it earlier on? The More games. I played. The more I was like, "Yeah, this is what I wanna, right. what I wanna do," um, and this is, this, this is what I need to to create. I need to create a sort of mentality that I want to play every game, mm. um, and I want to be that keeper that's out there every week, um, being put in that position, yeah. of pressure, um, and having to perform. And I think the more, the older I got, and the more sort of taste of it I got the, yeah. the more it developed and
1: um, did you start to get that in the prem was that yeah. the point where you started to get it yeah because I mean taking shots off at the time Stephen Naismith in his prime at Everton for example yeah you know Lukaku some big players there, yeah. yeah must have given you a real taste of it and gone actually you know what mm-hmm. was that the was that the point where the frustrations grew do you think as well yeah I think so okay
2: yeah it was like I think that was where it was like, is it ever going to happen? Like, am really? I always going to be this this young deck that steps in when someone's injured or when yeah. someone's uh, suspended and then just sits back on the bench and yeah. is happy to be there? Um, and then a lot changed. I mean, I then went and had a had a kid, and that changed everything. Did it? Um, well, that that wasn't until the 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 spell I had in the. In the Premier League under Alex Neil, so that was obviously late on in in like sort of Norwich career. But, yeah, um, that completely changed the whole aspect of how you, how I look at it, um, and. The combo of kid and Alex Neil at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. That's a hell of a combo. Yeah. It's like <laughs> being in the car was, was the easiest place. <laughs> get home, you're getting it from the kid, get to train, yeah, yeah. you're getting it from Alex. But yeah, um, but yeah no, um, it really sort of um, changed It changed everything. Mm. And I think going, going away to Preston for 18 months on loan, um, that's when I really. Like I was there. I played. I think I played seventy-five games in eighteen months or something like that. Yeah. Um, got into the playoffs. Obviously lost in the playoff semis. Um, but I came back from that with um, Neil Adams, obviously who took charge, who I'd known for yeah, Youngs. pretty much my whole life. Yeah. Um, and him telling me that he wants me at the club after being told by Chris and that you can, you can go. Wow. Um, he, he never gave me a chance. Chris Hutton um, never gave me yeah, a chance. Never gave me a chance. Never a sniff. I think he likes a bit of experience. Okay. Um he likes a, a sort of a, a goalkeeper that's that's done it. Um okay. and I hadn't really played. Um yeah. I, I mean I played a couple of cup games for him, but yeah. I think that was only because uh when John done his thigh and, and right. Bunny was there. Yeah. Um I think I only got them cup games because obviously Bunny was playing in the um, in, the league, in the first yeah. team, so um, was that
1: your most frustrating time at Norwich <coughs> under Chris Hughton? Yeah, because yeah. I'd say that was actually one of the most frustrating times as a, as a fan for me, because mm-hmm. watching it, it was so negative. But yeah. yet, with such a good team, yeah, such a good team, and um, you know, there's no denying the fact that you know kept us in the prem. And but the the, the football that we played in the prem under Chris Hughton was just so
2: mm. negative. I think the work, the heart, is hard for me because he's actually such a lovely bloke I was going to say um and I've, like obviously but how can you say that if he never gave you a sniff how can you say he's a lovely bloke because his business and it is a results driven business okay. and if he's not the type of manager that wants to risk um young players because they're not proven mm. then fair enough but saying that i've I've got a lot of thanks to give him because he he got me he he basically, he was one that kicked you out basically yeah. yeah and I went to Preston got got seventy five games I my belt yeah played in the, in the playoff semi finals um and came back to Norwich mm. as as a completely different goalkeeper.
1: I was going to say that because there's a really that's that's a really interesting period for you I find which I'm I can't wait to delve deeper into because you go out to Preston uh, first time. And then there's a second time, there's Charlton in there as well. Mm. But you sign a three-year contract at Norwich at that point. Are you told that you've got a future at Norwich?
2: So I signed um, my contract when uh, Neil Adams yeah. um, took control. So that yeah. was after my, my first spell at Preston. Yeah, um, And him being a manager and um, the whole club basically wanted to to keep me there okay which is why they brought me back and had me as number two to john um and i was i was more than happy to happy, commit yeah. more more years to the club cause, okay i mean i was playing at preston um in league one um and then to get i had the opportunity to go back there i could have signed straight back to preston on i was going to say yeah. permanent deal um but i obviously with us just coming back down from the premier league um having the chance to be involved in that squad that the squad of players which was pretty much most definitely gonna go back up with yeah. what we had. Yeah. Um to be given the chance to be back involved, mm-hmm. I f- I thought, right, this is my last the last time I'm gonna commit and if nothing happens then right, okay. that it's gotta be me. Okay. Um and obviously we've we we had a poor first half of the season. We we weren't anywhere near where we where we should have been. Yeah um and then um alex neil came in and just completely changed everything
1: i was going to say that. what was the emotion for you like at that time because obviously neil adams you know um, you know great guy mm-hmm. norwich city through and through, bleeds yellow and green you've grown up with the guy by your side basically within the youth ranks that must have been difficult w- was it for you to, to see neil adams get sacked Did did you feel like it was a
2: it was the right moment
1: was that difficult for
2: you i think he probably would agree that it, it wasn't working and, okay um I think it probably with it being his club that he's always worked that and played for and been at up so many years that um he probably realized that the club needed a change right um and when the change was made everyone was I I remember everyone thinking who have they brought brought in here wow like they've got rid of obviously Neil Adams, who's
1: some guy from Hamilton. Yeah, they yeah. brought
2: in a player that's just hanging his, hung his boots. Yeah, up, um, to take a club. Yeah, up to the Premier League. Yeah, and he walked in, and within a minute, you thought this bloke means business. Okay, like you I was gonna say, yeah, you you automatically went, whoa. Okay. Um, so it was like right, okay, like let's let's see.
1: Okay. See what happens. And so was there that instant respect there? Because this is super interesting because obviously you've now mm-hmm. got an, an even bigger relationship with Alex Neil than you than you ever had before. Mm-hmm. So you're saying he came in. Did he demand respect? Did he earn respect? Just, how how
2: quick did he get it? He got it within the first team tour. Because obviously Wow. He, we I remember we played uh uh Bournemouth away. Yes, and Karen uh, Jerome scored the winner, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, so he he got um, the job the day before, I think it was. So we was all at the hotel, and um, Mike Feeling was was taking the game. Yeah. And uh, we we went down for breakfast on the day of the game. Um, got went back up, got ready, come back down for the set play meeting. Yeah. And um, I remember Mike started the set play meeting, and within a minute, um, Alex was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa I'll take this." And then really. He, and then he he took it, and then he said said his a few words yeah and it was like right he, do
1: you remember the words what were the words
2: just if you give me everything i'm gonna give you everything um so as long as i see you out there giving 100 that's yeah. all i want um and it wasn't until after that that you realize tactically how unbelievable he is um i hear that so
1: often that yeah. alex nearly it's so organised, so structured, so detailed, yeah. so so astute with all of the detail is there. Which, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, it does surprise me. As mm-hmm. as a player that's just hung up his boots, you would feel that sometimes a player that's just done that would maybe get carried away with the emotion of it all. But yet, you always hear that about Alex Neil, don't yeah. you? And and then so let's then go to to the pinnacle of that season, mm-hmm. which is you win at Wembley.
2: Yeah. For you as a fan, yeah. What was that like? I was. I d- I remember sitting there and I've never... If you can been, remember it, of course. Even, Yeah, I don't remember after. But, uh, <laughs> um, even to this day, I've never been at a game and been so nervous. Really? Because I think when you're not playing, it's harder than when you are. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it meant so much to so many people that we won that game. But mm, It did. It was so... It was weird. We knew that we was gonna, we knew that we was gonna win the playoffs. We just knew. Everyone knew. Wow. It was just like a, a feeling at the club. Yeah. Within the sort of um, playing and coaching stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew that that was gonna be our day, um, and everything. Just, I mean, I think getting getting Ipswich in the in the semi. I was gonna
1: say, let's go back just a touch to Ipswich. Yeah.
2: Again, as a fan. Mm. What. I would have combusted. I don't know how you yeah. did it. I think that to this day, I've never played for Norwich against Ipswich, which is one thing that I've always wanted to do. But, really? Yeah. Um, I think... No. Cool,
1: Angus. Call up Angus, man. Yeah. I'll tell you, it's not all it cracks up to be. Yeah. You'll be a
2: shivering wreck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: um, you don't want to be the keeper that finally loses to Norwich. I know, yeah.
2: I'll, I'll give it a few years before that happens, hopefully. But, um, I mean not only is it a, a semi-final playoff semi-final that is a two-leg game yeah and you can't lose yeah but it's also a derby that you can't lose yeah. so
1: double the it, pressure it, it may it
2: it makes it them two games were probably bigger yeah. in the build up yeah. to what the final was
1: yeah um and it was the biggest it was the biggest derby arguably of all time mm, arguably of all time i think it was
2: the probably the closest contested for a while yeah Um, at their place it was yeah um because leading up to that it'd been pretty much sort of all out Norwich Mm. every single every single game um but that that sort of that playoff semi-final at at their place was so close and it was like I can't
1: imagine what it would have been like because you you hear this from players all the time that particularly players that that are injured and they're like. I hate it because I can't impact the game. Yeah, you can't do that. How much of a role did you have with? Because again, you're you're you know by John's side. Mm. What were you saying to him during that during that playoff campaign? Can you possibly comfort him there's or not? No,
2: there's nothing you can say. Wow. I mean, um, I, it's completely different as a goalkeeper. I mean, like it. It's a little bit like an outfield player being on the bench, being a goalkeeper. Yes. Yeah you can't impact the game unless the game comes to you. Yeah. Whereas a midfielder can impact the game by going and tackling the left-back. Yeah, but, sure. Do you know what I mean? And, and you can't, you have to stand there. And if you're not doing anything, mm. you are just a spectator for probably the majority of the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, although your concentration is completely different, you you are 100% switched on, but mm. um, you still can't impact the game unless you're in, The games involved with you so um it is it is a hard position to be in in them high sort of um emotion emotional games um but john didn't need telling anything he was yeah you just warmed him up yeah yeah i just um i didn't even do that i just just watched him it was i was probably more nervous than anyone but it was um it was come the end of it it was i think after beating ipswich um, it was a bit of a like oh right we've got Middlesbrough now like okay. it's like the the occasion I think was made not smaller because it's a player final but it, it was a relief that you got Ipswich out of the way basically yeah so it's like sure. right now we've got the final rather than well it's the final yeah like, it's, like, and were was- you
1: surprised by the start the lads made in the final because I as a Norwich fan I'm sure everyone would agree with me watching that was Although the pressure was so high, it was the, probably the best start to a game we've ever made ever. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I can't remember a single game that we started that game that well. Did Did you know when that second went in that it was our day? Yeah,
2: yeah. They, I don't, I don't. I think they had one shot. I think did they hit the bar? Bamford didn't? hit the bar, yeah. didn't he? Um, and I think we blew him away, which is what Alex does with his teams. He mm. looks to blow them away early doors. And um, the one thing I remember from that, which was the biggest surprise of all was after the gaffer said his words before the game said the song got everyone in a huddle did he and I didn't know where it come from um, and he's he um I think he uh, wherever, was this before the game before yeah? the game yeah and I think he just I think he said a prayer but it was like I was tingling, like it was like where's, where's Oh mate, that makes me shiver thinking about it. Was it. Like, wow. And after that I thought, like, if you're not up for it now, like it just it just felt Oh mate, um... that brings a tear to my eye. But it was Is this in the changing room, in yeah? In the changing room, but oh, we God. were the Gaffer had said his bit yeah. and then Seb was like, Well hang on, everyone come in here and everyone was like what's 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 he doing? Wow. And then he, he said, Seb's a bit of a
1: joker, isn't
2: he? Yeah, he is. He's, he's um Seb is a is a great bloke. funny guy yeah great bloke and um yeah he, uh, he liked
1: the clean shit didn't he he used yeah. to go on about
2: that yeah <laughs> he, um but no he um he said them words and it was like oh this is
1: so you're in a huddle Seb literally prays for you
2: yeah
1: and what what I mean what was the reaction afterwards with the lads like like what the hell has like, just happened or yeah, was it, it was like, like a, right let's go yeah it
2: was like Right, let's just go do it then.
1: Like, <laughs> was like, it a bit weirded out, like uh, yeah. Seb? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, well, it was before, and then
2: as he as he as he started and that, he love just sort that. Of put everyone in a. Oh, I love that. But he'd never never ever done it before, ever. Wow. Um, and he never done it since, from what I know. Um, Seb,
1: if you're watching, if you're listening, <laughs> you, we need you
2: right now. We need you
1: in the Premier League, mate. Get yourself in that changing room. We need to we need to pray for a win. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow, amazing. Um,
2: but yeah, and then the game just took yeah yeah
1: took,
2: took part for it.
1: And then you rock up at Preston. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Actually, let's not talk about that yet. Let's go for the emotion when you finally decided to leave Norwich. Right. What was what? How how difficult was that for you? Um,
2: or was it, it easy? Did it feel like the right time to go? I think obviously leading up to well after the promotion, we was obviously. I got the longest run in a Norwich team that I've ever had mm-hmm. um, and loved it and it was it was sort of rabbit in the headlights sort of scenario I think for me a little okay. bit. Okay. Um, Interesting. Because that
1: didn't come across on the pitch.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, it was um, I think it was more the on the pitch was, was sort of fine but it was the stuff that came off it. You're in the Premier League you're, you're like mm. you're playing in you're one of 20 goalkeepers playing in the best league in the world yeah yeah and and there was a lot that come with it and um i just it it probably affected me a little bit in that way i probably should have just not taken any of it in if that Mm. makes sense i should have but so um, let's
1: go hang on Dick. so let's go into that because that's a fascinating point and i think people need to hear this because people think oh he's tra- he he's, he's been at training why hasn't he hit the target or yeah, oh come yeah. on he's been taking shots all week what, how has he not saved that or mm. how has he not come out there but you talk about the, the pressure and the amount of stuff off the pitch and even just the relationship that myself and, and my colleague Jack have got now with, with the media team and Norwich you hear about all of the interviews and the, and the pressure and who they're talking to and the fact that it's, it's a worldwide beast even yeah. when you were there it's a worldwide beast was it was it just the sheer scale of that that had an impact, or was it what the fans were saying on social media?
2: Yeah, I think that was around the, the time, the first ever time that I, after a game, would walk straight into the dressing room and search my name on Twitter. I never, I've never had Twitter, but after a game, you I, would search, I'd, your name I'd search on Twitter. my name to see what people had been saying. And why did you do that? Because I wanted to, to be pleasing everyone. Um, I wanted to be sort of, um, I wanted everyone to be happy with what I was doing. Mm. Um, I wanted, wanted to know what people were saying about me and you read a few bad ones and it it just starts to snowball in your mind and um, you, you then start to, it starts to sort of affect you, the way you play because you think. everyone thinks that I can't do this I'm rubbish at this Derek said I'm a wanker last week yeah pretty much yeah Um, and he's probably right by the way (laughs) but but, uh, so yeah I I let a lot of sort of things that shouldn't affect affect you. sort of but
1: because you're a fan again just to I've got to bring that back it must have more of an impact because you're a fan because you're searching your name not because you're arrogant, not because that you want the attention or necessarily the, the the praise or the plaudits. You just want to make sure that everyone's happy with Declan.
2: Yeah, I just yeah, I wanted to make sure that, um, well, just worrying about what people were, mm. were thinking, and um, it was.
1: Did you ever want to respond to those people? Did you respond to those no, people?
2: No, I could. Well, I had no way of responding because I, okay. I didn't have. Um, you didn't have it at that point. Yeah. Then. So, um, but no, I've never really. F- the problem is, I, I let it fester inside, but I never want to physically give anyone my time. Mm. Like,
1: yeah, reacting. yeah, sure, sure.
2: Um, but yeah, I, um, things like that obviously came yeah. into play then. Yeah. Um, and it was it was quite new at the time. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people were probably doing it, and people probably Not still about it. do. It. Yeah. Um, but do you
1: look at Twitter even now?
2: No, you don't I do it anymore. I couldn't. You just don't do I couldn't it. Give, A shit, shit. I'll say it. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't give a shit what anyone says anymore. Okay. Um, Do you think that's important to have that? You need a fixed skin. I mean, I'm a goalkeeper, everyone. Every goal that goes in, there's always someone that thinks you should save it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Every save you make, you should make that save. Um, (laughs) It's it's most... People say it's the most
1: difficult position to
2: play, don't they? I think it's the most difficult probably mentally. Yeah. Um, Obviously, it's not physically demanding yeah but mentally it's... and I've
1: heard you say it before and then speak about mentally deck let's now let, let's let's bring it back to that that moment because so, it was it was Alex Neal mm-hmm. it was the Alex Neal and Stuart Webber combo yeah. that saw you out of our football club mm-hmm.
2: so you, you didn't have the best start to life with Alex Neal no well it started well I mean he gave me my chance he gave yeah. me he gave me 11 games in the Premier League yeah um he gave me the opportunity to go to Old Trafford and beat them two one. Uh, the Tete
1: Topo. Yeah, remember it well. Yeah,
2: um, he gave me all them chances, and at the time when when I got taken out of the team, I'd just made a, a big mistake in a big game, and it the club needed to start winning or we was getting relegated. Um, and as a manager, you have to make them decisions, and um, I. But why, should,
1: why, but why should you feel responsible for that,
2: Dec? Because well, surely the
1: strikers have got to do
2: it. You know? Yeah, no, it's a, it is a team game. It is a team game. But I felt I did feel a little bit harsh done by because mm-hmm. um, after one big mistake, I probably should have done better with a few goals. In yeah, but yeah, um, you make one big mistake and um, you then get taken out, and that that did affect me for a long time. Did it? Um, because then I didn't play again until I went to Charlton. Didn't play one yeah, game yeah. of football until I went to Charlton. So the last game before that was I made a mistake and got taken out. Yeah. Um. But it's all them things that that sort of have built me into the mindset that I've got now. Yeah. Um. And I think the club was just desperate to look for a way to get back into winning ways and to yeah. stay in the league. Sure. And, I think going back to tried and tested John Ruddy, who's been an absolute unbelievable servant to the club, yeah, um, was was their way of thinking of shoring it up at the back because we we was conceding so many goals, mm-hmm. um, and it's always one that you look at as a goalkeeper defense, but as a team, yeah, we concede and we score together, it's, yeah. it's, Um and they. They went. They opted to change change me, and to be fair, they were changing centre halves every week. Yeah. They were, so they they were trying mm. to look for the yeah the solution, and we was getting injuries and all sorts. But, yeah. Um, we're still it, getting injuries. Believe yeah, me, that about about blooming yeah. change. Don't even start me on that. <laughs> don't even say that word on this podcast. <laughs> My God.
1: So uh, you walk through the doors at Preston. Yeah. And there must have been a huge sense of relief for you and but at the same time did, was there an ounce of oh god damn it i wish it worked out at norwich
2: yeah because obviously I had the the season at charlton which i didn't enjoy one bit interesting it was um why i went from playing in the premier league to going on loan to league one right and i just felt that it was it i thought that i've 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 had it here. Okay. Um, Interesting. Like I said, my last game before that was the was the Villa game where where I made the mistake. Yeah. And and then Charlton was the only nailed-on club that I could get. Right. Okay. Um. And I I had to take it. Mm. Charlton, a massive club. Um, mm. And that again, I went there. They'd just been relegated. Yeah. They'd just got ten players out the door. They'd just brought twelve in. So there's a lot
1: of negativity around the club. Huge negativity.
2: The the whole the whole fan base wanted the owners out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it it was just a sort of it, it was quite a hostile club mm. at the time because yeah. they had been relegated for one, which is which is bad enough. Yeah, but then having a whole changeover of players mm. and mm. a new manager and wanting the owners out. Yeah, it, it was just, it was just sort of a complete transition mm. year for the whole club. Um, but it it gave me another 40, 40 odd games yeah um and
1: so when preston so then preston came back you must have been like
2: yeah because I, I came back in to, to norwich um at the end of that season and and um done a bit of training yeah um because obviously uh dean kyle was still here at the yes, time so yeah. I, our season finished before yeah um norwich's i think at the time so i came back and done a bit of training and, yeah um, How was your relationship with Dean Kylie? Brilliant, yeah. Brilliant.
1: Interesting, because a lot of Norwich fans don't get on with him. There was a few, really? there was a few Twitter spats, yeah, with him. But obviously,
2: a lot of experience there, right? Massive experience, great coach, great bloke. Interesting, um, and which is why when I was at Preston, we needed a goalkeeper coach, yeah, and that's why he, well, I, I, suggested him to to come up to. Oh, Preston. okay, right, and, um, yeah. To the, to the clubs. Yeah. So,
1: brilliant. Um, brilliant. And then, so you, you've been at Alex and you've been at Alex. You've been at Preston now under under Alex. When Alex Neil gets appointed for Preston, mm-hmm. what's going through your head, deck Because he's kicked you out of Norwich. <laughs> yeah, I know. And let's be honest here, you must have gone, oh my God. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He never kicked me out. He just said that I wasn't going to be playing.
1: Okay. Sure.
2: So it was one of them back to square one. Okay so
1: but then he gives you so many games of football again right
2: yeah so i signed for preston on my first day i drive in as i'm driving in the gates simon grayson's driving out and he just completely ignores me and i think what's going on here i go in (laughs) 10 minutes later the chairman walks in calls a meeting uh simon grayson's gone to sunderland right um he just signed me yeah so um that was that and then five days after the chairman calls me in and says um, we're sort of looking at Alex bringing Alex in yeah um, like what, tell us about him so I've tell us him, about him yeah here so, we go uh,
1: what do you want me to yeah. tell you <laughs>
2: no so so I basically said what I've always said is tactically unbelievable great get the team going because the thing is Simon Grayson and Alex Neal were complete opposite sides. Right. Simon Grayson is sit back, sort of, don't get beat. Okay. Really sort of um, hands off, sort of, um, around the training ground. Yeah. And stuff like that. Um, whereas Alex is, right, go out there. We want to win every single game. Yeah. Um, we want, um, sort of, to go out there straight away with press. For it. And Brilliant. It was com- And it was, like, a complete change of, sort yeah. of football philosophy and I just said to the to the chairman I'm just worried about my relationship personally with him okay um and he said don't worry we spoke about that there's no issue wow um, so
1: well, what a relief to hear that yeah so Brilliant. From, from then Brilliant. On it
2: was like right that's fine um it was a, a situation at, at the time that, mm. that was completely different to now so yeah so then the gaffer gets the job um, and then two days later, we play our first preseason game. Yeah. The ball gets rolled back to me from center. I clear the ball up the pitch and rip my quad. So I'm then out for, um, until <laughs> January. Oh, <God. laughs> oh. So I've just signed for the club. The manager oh. signs me left. Um, and then I play my first minute. Yeah. Clear the done. ball. I'm out for five months. Yeah. Um, But then straight away, I play in a FA Cup game, do well. Play in the next round, do well. Alex puts me in the team, I play for the rest of the season. Incredible.
1: brilliant, Um, Brilliant. And then
2: I start the next season. What
1: was the conversation, what was the first conversation you had with Alex when he first came into Preston? Was it awkward? It it
2: could have been awkward. Okay. But he sat me down and just hit the nail straight on the head and said, right, there's no issues. Good, Um, good. That says it, a lot about him, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a, the the one thing with with the gaffer is if you perform for him on the pitch, then it doesn't he yeah. doesn't really care about anything else. Yeah, um, he doesn't
1: accept laziness. I think that's no. where that's where the problems could potentially come in with that, yeah.
2: right? Yeah, if you if you sort of don't give it your all, then yeah. then you're not not for him. Yeah, and that that goes well. It shows with our squad that we've got now that every single player mm. is. Sort of hundred percent, yeah, every single day, yeah, um, because of where they've come from, yeah. because of sort of their personalities mm. and the type of per- player that they are.
1: Speaking about, you know, playing incredible under Alex Neal. I've got a bone to pick with you, a big bone. I'm pissed off with you, Deck. Yeah. I'm su- I'm still pissed off with you to this day, right? I'm not gonna let it go. People were watching, listening, going, "What are you doing, Chris?" I'm gonna do it. Yeah, you almost cocked up our promotion campaign last season. You beat us three yeah. one. You saved a penalty from Marco Steedman. You saved ten shots that day. You got man the match. You were set, you were giving it the the Lions grin to the to the Preston fans. Yeah. Against Norwich, what are you doing, man? What? And by the way, as well, I'm gonna no, I'm gonna keep go going. On, I'm not yeah, letting you on. have a word in the edge words yet. We score. Team in Pookie scores, obviously. Yeah. Waters wet. Max Aaron tries to collect the ball, and you hold the ball off him. Yeah. What are you doing that for, man? You're 3-0 up.
2: Yeah, I know, but... 3-1 up. I've just conceded after having one of the best games I've ever had. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: no. I was ge- I'm genuinely
1: all joking apart. The Norwich fans, the reaction from that was, wow, Declan Rudd, ridiculously good now. Like, wow, unbelievable performance. That must have been one of the
2: best performances you've ever had. It was, and I... um wasn't... It was one of them where you play against your old team
1: did you played... want to get one
2: over us i didn't want to but i had a point to prove okay um, so you did then yeah yeah I did <laughs> and it was it was um you sod <laughs> but my emotions in that game run very high because of
1: yeah what fact... it meant to you
2: yeah i i never wanted What. Well... I wanted to leave Norwich, but I didn't want to leave Norwich. I had to leave Norwich, yeah, for for my own career, yeah. But I never wanted to leave Norwich, okay. And um, the fact that I did and had to move my family five hours away and yeah, for sure. Then when when the chance comes to play, not only is everyone thinking. He's gonna let Norwich win it because he's a Norwich fan. Oh, yeah, if yeah. any, if anything would have happened in that game where I'd have made a mistake and yeah, yeah, it would have yeah. been like, oh, it's because he's playing Norwich, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And it was just one of them games where I, I'd literally oh, man, play I literally played. I was so pissed off. To be <laughs> honestly. I was screaming at the TV. Oh, uh, well, no, I had a lot of abuse. Yeah. during and after that game yeah well good <laughs> good you deserve it <laughs> I took no, it I took it on the chin um, it's got to be expected isn't it right yeah Yeah. I was I was completely expecting that
1: incredible um, performance though Yeah. as I say I've, I've, I looked at the stats before it was 10 shots you saved that day yeah. that were that were going in mm. you were playing against the most informed striker in the league team in Pukki. yes he scored mm. but you know it, again you save a penalty mm. that doesn't happen every game does it yeah. I mean did, was there a slice of you that felt like afterwards were you like chest puffed out I've just beaten Norwich you no, must have felt good for it
2: no because I knew it was going to get promoted and we weren't because so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Leeds it, overtook it, us that day yeah. you did
1: mate you did some serious damage well, I not think you uh, realised how much damage you did to us that day
2: I had a great chat with um, uh, Stuart Weber at the end of the season did you? yeah what um, was said? so basically when when uh, the lads won at, at villa yeah um, I just text him saying oh brilliant um, amazing to see the club going back up as um, a as like a Norwich lad. it's, it's great to see yeah um, and he just texts back saying it would have happened a lot earlier if it wasn't for you <laughs> <laughs> see Stuart's class though. yeah Stuart is class um, so honest but yeah so then we we had a had a nice chat and it was it was he, he just said, whenever you're in the area, you're, you're welcome to come in. Um, Incredible. And see us. So, Incredible. Um, it was great. But mm. after that game, Delia was at the game, um, at, at the Preston game. Yeah. And um, she, I'm, so I'm just sitting there after the game, obviously, checking I would, my phone. And getting yeah. Lot. And uh, our chef comes in and there's like, oh, there's, a, there's a letter here for you. And it was written on the back of the menu from the boardroom. Right, and it was from Delia. I've, have got it at home. Is
1: this straight after the match? Straight
2: after the game, yeah. Right, okay. Saying, um, oh, "I was great, like great to see you. Uh, played amazing."
1: Wow, um, really?
2: Yeah. Um, I hope to see you again soon. Brilliant. The good work and stuff like that, and it, 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 meant a lot because I, me, I always had a great sort of relationship with Delia. And, yeah. Um,
1: incredible woman, isn't she? Yeah,
2: amazing, and she gets a, a lot of a lot of stick that mm. she doesn't deserve yeah um because look at some clubs and what's happened to even yeah up where i live Bolton. look at where they sure you know, they yeah. were and look at where they are, yeah. are now absolutely and, um she, the club is is being ran brilliantly in my eyes and yeah some people always want this big foreign ownership and yeah all this money coming in and it but might. let's be grateful
1: for what we've got, right? Yeah. Which is a safe, secure, exactly. steady club.
2: Because that money might come in for two or three years. Yeah. When that money's gone, yeah. who's left to pay all the wages? Who's left yeah. to pay all the? And it, it, I think they've done done a great mm, job and brilliant. Um. But yeah, that was, that was probably the best thing to come from that game. was yeah. that Letter. Um, Incredible. The, On the
1: back of a menu.
2: Yeah. Absolutely love that. Food looked rubbish though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Dave. Obviously now you're you're at Preston, mm-hmm. you're absolutely flying. Mm-hmm. Will will we be switching leagues next season, Norwich and Preston? Well, I, I hope not because
2: I want to play have one good game again next. season. If I tell you what, <laughs> if we're in
1: the Prem next season, <laughs> and you blow and beat us again, I'm going to be even more this time. I've got your number now. I'm going to yeah. bring you up and give you all sorts of
2: abuse. I don't know. It's 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 so early, and we're we're um we're doing well. Um, Norwich are not doing so well. Yeah. But it. It's a confidence thing. You could tell from the beginning of the season out yeah. how much how much the way the the, the team have, have changed a in, in how they play. Um first few games it was it was just like last year and it was full sure. of confidence yeah. and taking those risks and yeah. um getting the rewards for it and and all it takes is is a couple of games not to go well and it, mm. it against the quality in the Premier yeah. League it can quickly snowball. Um, Probably the international break coming has has yeah. helped. Yeah. I think obviously with with Pukie going away and getting two goals for yeah. Um, Finland, now, yeah, yeah, and he's now going to be full of confidence again. Yeah. And I think that could that could come
1: at the perfect mm. time. Um, it's interesting that you talk about taking risks and confidence. A lot of people put it down to tactics and player switches and stuff like that. But
2: you're very much saying this. Do you think the Norwich are good enough to stay in the Premier League? Yeah, I think. Well, you don't go and have the, the season they had last year and then you don't go and beat the champions of the Premier League like they did sure. without not being good enough. Yeah. Um, the one thing that, that probably stands out is the lack of Premier League experience at the club. Um, but it, it doesn't doesn't mean anything if the yeah. team's together. And, yeah. Um, Should
1: Norwich be signing Premier League experience in January? Do you think that will help?
2: I don't think it, it always helps. Okay. Um, we tried it and it didn't quite help us. when, yeah. when we was in that situation, yeah. um, with the manager and and um, the philosophy of the club, they need to keep signing the players that that fits into that brand of football that yeah. they play. So, um, whether it's an ex Premier League player or a ex Bundesliga player or yeah. Any, yeah, and from any of the. League, it should be the, the right person for the mm-hmm. club. Just because they've played in the Premier League doesn't always mean that it's going to help. Yeah. But it can make a bit of a difference sometimes, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Well, Deck, I wish you the best of luck for this season. I really do. I hope Preston go up. You're absolutely flying at the moment, so fingers crossed. I, I want to see you and Alex Neil hugging on the pitch. At, at Wembley winners once more, but this time as you number one. Yeah. Definitely 100%. <laughs> Finally, obviously tons of Norwich fans be listening watching this now do you have a message to them
2: um thanks for the support obviously um throughout the years it's it's been amazing for me being at the club and um hopefully one day I can see you again in a Norwich show but you never know (laughs) there you go one day one day maybe as a coach
1: Guys, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. If you're on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, give us five-star reviews, subscribe to Talk Noro City, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and do leave a comment below whether you've enjoyed me being as a host, because if you did, then maybe I'll kick Jack out for good. (laughs) Deck, top man, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. On the Bull City.